0: This show is distributed by
1: Songwill. Welcome! Welcome to episode 239 of TechSync, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent. And Jason Roberts. Well, hello, Jason. How are you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. I don't have that crappy cold anymore.
0: Wow. That, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you look very animated this morning. I'm just trying to be uh, a little bit more enthusiastic and energetic than I was last time. Holy crap. That was, uh, I wasn't feeling too well that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sound too well. So you're back from Chicago. You had your two week
1: work trip. Yep. How'd that go? Yeah. Good. Good. Got some good stuff done. It's a really nice feeling to be part of a team and be with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're you're telling me, don't don't move to Chicago. You won't like it. You won't like. It. But I mean, it's it's very uh, enticing. Like I really do enjoy being part of something like that.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I understand being wanting to be part of something. I'm just saying that once you're there for a full winter,
1: you're probably not going to have quite the same level of enthusiasm. I don't know. I don't think I'm the same as you. Like you love the. You love the sun. You love that, right? But I I actually do appreciate a city like Dublin or London because when the summer comes around, it's like extra specially cool that it's the summer. If it's always just like this... You don't really appreciate the days. I mean, I know you do because you're you're a bit, I mean, I know. (laughs) I spent seven years in Chicago. I know what it's like. (laughs) I've seen you go out in the morning and you're like, yes, I'm so happy with today. I mean, but that's, that's cool that you can do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh, don't know. Maybe you're immune to the uh, elements. I just, it's not just me. It's, you know, most people I know who've lived in Chicago. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's really brutal come march and april when it's just still snow and cold
1: and you're just waiting for spring Yeah, but don't you like that feeling of like you know you're all you're all cold you're outside and you're warm clothes and then you go into a bar and there's like a hot fire there or something like that don't really care for it
0: no i just assume to be nice all the time mm. like last night we we're just sitting out of kobe's baseball game and it was just this nice cool breeze and beautiful weather and i'm just like this is just unbelievable I never get, I mean, I've been out here for how many years and I just never get sick of it. But hey, you know, whatever, it's whatever you want to do, you know, I've just, I've just, what I've been just trying to tell you. We're different
1: people. Yeah. Know? If
0: you, I, I haven't told you not to move to Chicago. What I've told you not to do is don't think that you can be up there, you know, every other week and that not turn into a major grind. Because right, I, right. I, I did that when I was part of a partner in a startup hedge fund back around 2001, thousand two thousand one. And I was, uh, for about nine-month stretch, I was home for 11 days. And in Chico- uh, I mean, in Chicago for 11 days and back home in Pasadena for three days. Yeah, And that was definitely too much. And I would, like you, I was excited to be part of this thing and building this stuff. But eventually, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was just, um, it was too tough on on me. It was too tough on Sandy. It was just, you know... It's just, it's just, it was not good for relationships. And, you know, I know every relationship has its little quirks, and some people can, you know, use time apart, but there's a one thing, it's, it's one thing to go away for a week every once in a while and say that was okay or it was fine for a relationship. It's another thing for like week in, week out, or month in, month out, be away a significant period of time.
1: Yeah, no, I ag- agreed on that point. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, uh, yeah, you just covered this last time two weeks. Too much, <laughs> especially if it was consistent, right? Yeah. If it's if I, if I go for if you go for a couple weeks, like every six months, yeah, a couple times a year, not a big deal. Yeah. If you're if every if two weeks of every month you're gone,
1: yeah, it's gonna be. That's a too problem. much. It's gonna be a problem. Well, so um, I've just recently done a nice little feature for Digidoo, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy with, very proud of, and built from the ground up, apart from a little piece of code from Guyon. So a little uh, bit of love
0: from Guyon, a little bit, a little piece. Of I'm coke telling you, a little bit of love from Guyon goes a long way. I so, have, I have, uh, let's see, go back to 2000. I'm thinking 2005. So I have about eight years of experience with that, and I can tell right. you, yeah. It
1: so works. Uh, I built this um, basically canvas feature to allow kids to enter in on the tablet in free form, you know, a- equations and uh, drawings and things like that. So basically, it's this little, it's this little uh, mobile-based drawing. App, I guess.
0: And what he's saying, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is drawing. Oh, draw, draw a drawing, drawing. drawing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> draw drawing, a picture. Yeah, drawing a picture. So basically, it's completely mobile-based, little drawing canvas area where you've got some tools. You can change the color. You can erase it. You can do whatever. And it, that was surprisingly hard to find as just a, as a basic library out there. And anything I did find, just I really did not like.
0: Real quick, how do you spell
1: drawing? D R A W I N G.
0: So not D R O R. Oh drawing. IMG? drawing. You see I where that know. other R come from?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, when I talked to Guyot, who's who's a, ki- a kiwi, he's from New Zealand, yeah. right? He would say one one thing that he would say that was so funny was data. He says it, it, he'd have like an R at the end, like data. Like, data. It was very subtle. I mean, it wasn't as strong as that. I can't really mimic it. I'm like, I what?
1: would have thought from New Zealand he'd say data. A lot of people from that neck of the woods It say, might be
0: dot, but there's an R at the end. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, where's that R coming from? Mm. I keep this R sneaking in there. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the piece, the piece that I got from his code, so he, he helped with another, another little piece of code, which is um, highlighting text. So he had a nice uh, little bit of function that would uh, grab the XY coordinates mm-hmm. from where the finger was on the mobile device mm-hmm. and also on Chrome. But it was missing Firefox. It didn't work in Firefox, so I had to add that little piece. But anyway, that was the base. That was the base of this. Mm-hmm. That was where I started with this whole thing. So then so he
0: had a library or a snippet. No, just what? a
1: snippet. Just like a little. It was like you know, five lines just to grab the to grab the coordinates. But then everything was built up from there. So that's what I'm very happy about. It was built in Double Dollar. And when when I told you about this uh, the other day, you said something about putting in a drywall at McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> well, him, what's that about putting in the drywall? You're like,
0: yeah. So I just got the. I don't know. You said something. It was kind of like a. <laughs> but what,
1: t- tell me the history of this putting because you've said that to me a few times. Oh, I'm just putting in the drywalls at McDonald's. No, no. But what well, is the history of it? It's a
0: reference to the movie Office Space. Oh, Office Space. And, and the guys, <laughs> the the protagonists. Um, not his roommate, but his next door neighbor. Yeah, he's out. And he's a construction worker. Yeah, and he sort of supplies the every man's view on things, or kind of the working man's view on things. Right. And he, he's like, yeah. So I'm put, just putting in the drywall at the New McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a brag, kind of like a little. Oh, like, he's I, bragging.
1: I just, he's just, bragging.
0: Just like yeah, just letting you know. You just know? letting you
1: know. You yeah, know. just putting put in the, in the drywall at McDonald's. Yeah, just put it. Yeah. So it, it sounded like when you the way, the way <laughs> you put it, it was
0: like, yeah. So just. Go the uh, 3d drawing and uh yeah Yeah. nice (laughs) i mean i can't remember what it was you're talking about but it just that's why i mimicked it by doing that yeah that's the cultural reference there
1: so um there was that i was kind of proud of the fact that um it it basically keeps all of it it doesn't convert it to a drawing at any point it keeps all of the coordinates for everything that's drawn which then in turn when you rotate the when you rotate the tablet it like does a scaling system, so it keeps the line widths exactly the same, but it just kind of uh, goes through all of the points and kind of scales them out. Which you know, I was kind of proud of because I'm not that great at maths.
0: Yeah, so. I was wondering about that. Yeah. So, so. you just you just use. It's not that sense. complicated, to be honest. No, I mean, well, the 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 math that you use for that kind of stuff isn't isn't like you have to understand linear algebra necessarily, no, no. but you just kind of have to think carefully through it like what are these points what do they represent and how to manipulate them and uh well you know, basically it's more I, of a logic problem yeah
1: i mean basically what i what i worked out was when this thing opens up log the size of the canvas at that time so let say it's 400 by 500 then the rotate happens now the canvas becomes i don't know 500 by 700 so you just compare those two and then that's the scale yeah. Right. And then you just change all of the points by that scale. Yeah. It's not that complicated, but
0: it's what well, you're It's di- effective. But I mean, it's tricky. It's, it it, 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 it's, there's a, there's a, obviously, there's some operation, there's some arithmetic operations that have to happen. So you have to, it's a transposition. So you have to mentally understand what's going on. Right. Now, some people who have, who are more sophisticated, have a more sophisticated math education can go, oh, well, this, this type of transformation, you just play this. You're having to think through it. You're like, okay. <laughs> like draw you're probably drawing a picture <laughs> on a piece of paper and, you're, right, right. it here and it's moved to here what is that what are the what is the additions and subtractions or multiplications that happen to,
1: to do i'm that? sure if guy O'm was doing it he'd do it in like half a second and-
0: yeah you know it's funny i just had him help me with something the other day yeah I'll, I'll talk about that actually if um if you want but it's um
1: please do we're we're all okay so anticip- anticipating that an excellent story <laughs>
0: well um <laughs> So I was working on, uh, I was trying, I was experimenting with getting drag and drop working on titanium. Mm. So um, i I've, as I've mentioned, I've, I've, I've had this sort of idea for a dragon box like game that teaches you electronics and not just hobbies, electronics, but really like, you know, first year electrical, electrical engineering kind of stuff, huh. you know, but it kind of does it in a, in, a, in, a, in a, as a, as a game so you almost don't know that you're learning as much as you're learning, mm. but you're, but you're just, yeah, you're going through levels and have to, you know, change components or select components or change circuits or do different types of things to ha- to change the behavior, um, of the, uh, of uh, the electrical system. Yeah. Right. And it just, it does the, it, it heavily borrows, or we say it's heavily influenced or inspired by Dragonbox. Cause as I've mentioned before, Dragonbox, which is an iPhone game that teaches kids algebra, in, in, in the form of a game I, I think it is so well done that it you you to not be influenced by that to not learn and, and take the lessons take learn lessons from that would be a mistake So
1: you started building this in titanium and you were really happy because out of the box it had all of the functionality that you needed to build exactly this
0: well, no, so they're trying to do the drag and drop stuff. So I, oh, I, 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 So they
1: did. They don't do it out of the box. You had to. Well, you have to build a custom solution.
0: Well, like okay, so you you have like a um you have a view which is kind of um is it is an object uh, is a, a primitive object like a button or a window or whatever mm-hmm. a view is sort of a, a a window is sort of inherited from a view view is a very basic right right um primitive um
1: like a div is a view and like that's a div? exactly
0: what i was gonna say you, you could think of it like a div okay and you have uh and there were three event handlers for it there was on touch start on touch move and on touch end hmm. actually i don't think there's the on part just touch start touch end, uh touch move touch end so yeah. you add an event listener and you can handle that the problem was that when you would do that and you would do the drag and you drag the your uh, your mini view, your little square circle or whatever. Mm, so yeah. you draw a view on another view, just like you do a div on a, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, right. So you have a canvas div and then you have your little
1: yeah. object or whatever you So trying. your canvas div is going to be your whole screen and then within it you put some other, some other divs or, or views. Or like an
0: image view. So you could yeah. have an, 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 a view that really is just an image, you know, whatever. And whenever you would drag it, it have this jittery effect that, you know, it just, Jerk back and forth. Yeah. Oh no. You know. Oh, you know. No. And um, I, I was it was incredibly annoying. And I was I was all over <coughs> the, you know, looking all over the titanium forms, at Stack Overflow, and everybody's like, just do this. And I'm like, I would just do that, but that didn't work. You yeah. I was like, I would literally cut paste the code, and it wouldn't. It was buggy or broken. So
1: what was the answer?
0: So I found. Well, first I found that somebody had done a. a I mean it wasn't a generalized solution. It was just they had like a, a little sample where they're like if you if you had if you drew a single whatever you did the touch start on. So I had a div. Yeah. Like a little single little say a little red circle. Yeah. And I do it on touch start. And then what you would do is once you once that fired, you would create another div and that would be kind of like your ghost div that you would drag huh. to it. And then when you lift and then and then when you would lift that up you know, maybe you could potentially move the original wow. place. That's a lot of work
1: around. Yeah, go on.
0: Yeah. So I wrote a generalized like a seventy line solution which could, you know, which would use that which would, which, which would sort of learn from that technique. So you could drag a circle and you could you could either like you immediately create a new one. Yeah. <laughs> and and get rid of that old hide that old one and delete it and then move that one. Do to the, the touch end and touch and the touch move and touch end. Um you you would attach the touch move and touch end event handlers to that new div. Yeah. You know, but if you ha- if it, it was all part of the same um, uh, event, ha- uh, original... Uh, so it's just you, cloning you, it,
1: basically. It's cloning it and then moving it. Fact, but, I have but, a
0: function, I have a method called clone, right? But wh- clone my question it.
1: is, like, why, why is the original one jittery, but the cloned one not? Something to do, like, when you're dragging it and
0: you have... Whatever you're dragging um, has the touch start event handler attached to it it like would create this effect i don't know why
1: that's i mean this this is classic um like what you don't learn at college kind of thing like the 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 hackery that you have to do to make software good it's unbelievable like i mean this is what i'm doing all the time just like loads of different just throwing crap at the wall seeing what actually works
0: well you go you go search (laughs) on google and you find (laughs) 10 different solutions all of them don't work but one of them gives you a clue yeah. of something you start experimenting with, and you just keep trying stuff. So anyway, I got it ninety percent of the way there, but was something wrong with my calculation with my in my touch move event? Oh, and I was kind of like, what? Okay, so I have my drag offset and my my current, you know, in the delta plus the current state, and, yeah. and I was it was quite a wrong, and I was trying to play with it, and then I was like, you know, guy, i am just hey, go. Oh, he's on Skype. He'd help me for like five minutes, because Guyon, <laughs> I said, like, I can make, I can do these calculations in software. Meaning, in my brain is like software. His is his is in hardware. Right. He's is that much faster. Like <laughs> he just, I know, I would have figured that would take me like maybe an hour and a half of like drawing it on a piece of paper and playing around with it. And he looks at it, and we're done with it in like probably seven minutes. And what was the deal? Uh, well, for one, he noticed I had a a a left and a top interchange mixed up. That Uh-oh. was a bug. And then I think I had um. I think I had a calculation incorrect. Uh, you know, I had my my, uh, my minus and plus pushed okay. around. You know, a couple, uh, of, a few things like that. But yeah. he just um, he gets it. He just has a. It's just it's it's like he has a a, a it's a, a hardware. It's a, a custom processor built with these calculations built in, right? It's like it just <laughs> nice. so anyway. But um, yeah, but once I got that going, the little titanium, yeah, drag and drop works. It's beautiful. So I, I, I was just playing around with it. I had like a little empty canvas and then it had like little image views of like a, a resistor and a battery. Oh, and like nice. A and you could just drag so, it around. So you
1: have an idea on how you're going to build out the full game then?
0: Yeah. And, and again, this is just I'm playing with it. I'm not promising that I'm going to finish it or build it. I'm just kind of like have to scratch an edge. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to just see if something like this would work.
1: Okay. So no public statements of it's going to be ready. There's no
0: secret project or impending. I'm just playing around yeah you know i don't want to committing to anything yeah but i it looked pretty good and i'm just saying it would be possible i mean i think building a game like this would take a lot of work you know right yeah um and and uh you know and because not only is a matter of like the the game mechanics of it you know like what is the challenge and calculating their score and moving through levels and but in and dragging and dropping build the visual elements but it's like how do you Actually, do the calculations for the the circuit's behavior. I mean, there are there are entire, there are really sophisticated programs that do this, like Spice mm. and and other stuff that are expensive that that use you know complicated math. You know, a series of different equations. Yeah, but equations you're starting from simulate. the beginning.
1: So presumably, the uh, original. So I mean, you could kind of build out the basic levels as you go along and. So you're learning about electronics and programming at the same time.
0: Yeah, I may do that just for the fun of it a little bit here and there. Yeah. I mean, like you the the simple circuits can be solved algebraically, but as they get more complicated, I think you get into differential equations and so you need to either you're you're writing your own sophisticated solvers using linear algebra and other types yeah. of things or or you try and figure out how to embed one of these open source uh circuit solvers in there or the third the third solution would be you use something i think it's like nspice which is like an open source version of spice mm-hmm. you run that on a server and then you use uh calls to a remote server with a circuit diagram with a circuit um oh i see uh, arrangement send it and then receive back a response like how it behaves hmm. that may ultimately be the But solution. that would be slow though wouldn't it i don't know how slow it would be it may be pretty quick i mean it may be it may
1: be the kind of thing that... It wouldn't be like touch responsive, though. Or is it that you, you drag stuff into place and then you click a button and say, show me what it does? That's right. Test. Uh, okay, Run. test. Okay. Or, fine.
0: you know, what you could do is you could say, in any given state, you could say, what are the, the potential changes that this person might make? Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to they're gonna move a... The, a resistor can be one of three positions, or capacitor can be one of three positions. So I'm going to send that out and get solutions to these 10 circuits sent back. Right, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a look ahead calculation, Mm-mm. you know. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe yeah. you could do some something clever like that. But um, so I, I when I was up at Uber last week, and I was talking to a couple of the guys who have um, deg- who have master's degrees in electrical engineering, a guy, a guy named Dave Ellis, and another guy, Align, who he has an undergraduate degree in computer engineering. So they they both know a lot about circuit design and and everything. And yeah. I said, I said, what's the feasibility of something like this and they couldn't quite picture the game like that I had in mind. They were like, why are understand. Like what's the the point of the game or what's the goal? Like they, (laughs) I I would have to like show them, like see how this works, see how this is kind of fun. So they, they didn't really get that, but they were like, well, I mean, you ever the same things I just said, which is like, well, yeah, simple circuits. You could probably just do as algebraically, but more complicated ones would be hard. You know, even Dave, David, I guess he has, um, yeah you know, he said a master's degree in electrical engineering he actually was pursuing his PhD in it mm. and he was still talking about like well the solutions to that are can be tricky yeah you know it's kind of complicated like at a certain level even you know when they're in graduate school and they're doing these circuits they're not doing it all out by hand they're just like well plug it into spice like this is how we would do it with some differential equations but we're not really going to do that to any degree because it's too much of
1: a pain in the butt wow you know so you so you've mentioned spice a few times that just in this conversation what like is that a website or something? No, Spice is
0: like uh, um, a, a client software, oh. you know, like Windows or I mean, I don't like know if they Windows. Have I don't have to have a Mac for Like a Windows version, Windows software, oh, oh, a Windows right. application. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they have like Unix versions or whatever. And uh, I think of it as like MATLAB or something, but for electronic.
1: But it doesn't go to the, a server. It's all in its own. Yeah, yeah, server.
0: yeah. But the, yeah, exactly. And NSPICE... Is, is like a um i think it's is like a console app Right. it's an open source console app so you can like type in um you know a circuit arrangement or maybe have a f- text file that defines here's a circuit layout yeah calculate you know whatever there's yeah. different types of analysis you can do on it i like you
1: know like i said i'm not an expert in electronics, so are you so. do you want to get into like printing your own circuit boards and stuff
0: well, no, I mean, I was just thinking like a, a game, like where you could design. No, I know this game, but
1: but you're also interested Yeah, you're, you're also interested in circuit boards and stuff. Like, do you want to get into that?
0: Well, I just seen I've seen so many um, cool things on Kickstarter and, and and things that people can do. Yeah, and it ultimately involves uh, designing circuits, circuit yeah. board, entire circuit boards, and it's not just. Um, you know, we go, you know, I mean, yeah, some people can just say, Well, we just use a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino and we did stuff, but if it involves stuff in the real world and you have, um, uh, different types of controls or inputs and outputs and stuff, you a lot of times you have to do types of elect- electrical uh, manipulations with the electronic circuits yeah, you just right? have to build it, yeah. But I don't know enough to do that, you know, like and that I, twine I, mean, I don't even thing. know, I mean, why would you have a, a resistor here and a, and, a, and a diode there? And a, you know, I do I mean, it's like, Why are this, what are they doing,
1: like that twine? project the one that uh, it kind of it's a little box that knows its geolocation it knows whether it's upside down or whether it's the right way yeah. up or whatever so they they probably would have done something like this built their own little yeah. custom
0: but if you don't know how to design a circuit and you don't know <coughs> then you can't does there's, there's no possible way of ever doing anything like that and that stuff seems really fun and the problem is like a lot of these electro electronics books like in basic electronics learn electronics hat maker the maker book on electronics they, they'll go on and they'll, they'll, they'll talk about basic circuit theory. Yeah. You know, here's Ohm's law or maybe Kirchhoff's law, and this is, and then they'll give some sample projects and they just build it. But they don't, you, you could not go and actually say, I want to, I need a circuit that does this, has this behavior, and then just build it from scratch. It's kind of like if, it's kind of like back when we were, I don't know if you were young, you would say, at least when I was young and I got into like uh, programming, there would just be programs on these BBSs and you would just download them and type them in. Or you would get a program out of a magazine and type it in. I didn't really know what lines were doing what. You know, just like these electronic circuits,
1: uh, electronics books will give you, here's a circuit, hook it up. I've got a question for you, just a very basic question. Let's say you had a thing, well, because I had this experience recently, we had an an access point, Mm -hmm. and the access point had 12, it was 12 volts with one amp in. That was what it needed. But somehow... Uh, an adapter got plugged into it with 12 volts, 5 amps in. Yeah. And it seemed to keep on, like, turning off every half an hour. Yeah. Does that because, make
0: sense? Yeah, because uh, certain components can only handle so much forward voltage and so much um, current, right? If it can only handle one current, oh, oh, uh, one amp and you're yeah. putting in 5 amps, you have to reduce the current. And the way you do that is you put a resistor on there. Right. And so that's where you'd use a simple... Um, you know, a uh some equation called Ohm's law right. and say, well current equals voltage divided by resistance. You um, know So it makes sense that it would it would
1: turn itself off because it was just getting too much uh yeah, ampage.
0: Which, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what is ampage?
1: Amp, what is ampage I, I sound so really current. dumb right now, but come on, I, I left school at like sixteen or whatever. So what what's ampage versus um what what is Okay, well, it's like a, how fast the water a, a, goes. Through a, the Yeah, place.
0: so like if if uh, if you're using like the water analogy, yeah, yeah. right. So let's say we have a, a a you know a system that's just a big tube through it, right? Right. And let's say we have so the the voltage would be how much pressure there is, water pressure. So let's say that we had <clears throat> we had a big uh, you know one of those like water coolers, mm. cool the water sitting up really high, yeah, and that's pushing down on and and, and, and on the on the actual through the tubes, So that's mm. much that's how it's pushing. The water? Yeah. So as opposed to if there's like a little teapot full of water, that wouldn't be a whole lot of pressure. Right. Right? So the amount of water going through it, it would be would be like the uh, current. And the resistance would be how much you'd be resisting anyone. Uh, well, how does amps around?
1: fit into that equation?
0: Amps is just a measure of current.
1: Oh, I see. That's just the metric. So that's how much current.
0: If I if you say how much current, it'd be like, well, what so do you cur- mean? So and current
1: now? is the, s- the amount of water. water. Okay. Through, right. Right. And resistance is the size of the...
0: So resistance, like if you had a really small tube, more resistant a big tube, or maybe like, let's say you stuck, you stuck like uh, a little um, cloth towel in a part of the tube. <laughs> if it was a very small one, it would provide a little resistance. If you had a really thick one, you shoved it in there, it would, it would provide a ton of resistance. and I really see. slow down the current, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: that does. That's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of how it works. So we got um, compared to um, uh, Captain Kirk and Data by someone on the blog really yeah you didn't you didn't see that no uh i'm just looking i'm just looking up the uh person who said it hang on i can't find the comment now but um anyway at the end of the comment the he said yeah you guys are like uh, captain kirk and data guess who's who (laughs) 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 okay you're obviously kirk but me data are you kidding like a, like a, a, an emotionless Android, I mean, what the f uh
0: I don't know, he could mean I'm data because I'm like throwing all these facts, all these articles I read right like no, no, he means, of- no, you
1: are definitely james T like the original from the original series, James T. Kirk always r- rushing it, rushing out there, and doing stupid <laughs> stuff, <laughs> stupid stuff <laughs> yeah. so well. Uh, I like to hope I'm not completely emotionless.
0: Well, yeah, did
1: did didn't have an English accent, did he? No.
0: A lot of times, a robot I not I think, I think the
1: one, maybe the one similarity I have is that uh, I ask kind of questions like the one I just asked about amps and things like that. He always he's always wondering about the world. Ah, uh,
0: right. Did you? Were, are you a a new generation or original Star Trek fan?
1: If oh, had, I did both of them, but just for different you know different reasons, different moods.
0: I couldn't stand. I couldn't watch the new one. You couldn't watch the new one. No really boring wow I like the old one i i, I thought it, I thought it' like you it was this overly politically correct emotionless uh, sort of um uh it was like clean room version of life yeah know? that is true yeah which, which i which i can't stand i I hate politically correct uh boring uh contained behavior I thought uh the original star trek you know, it was real personality. People had personalities. Interesting. People acted emotionally. People, uh, were, you know, they had all the typical things of jealousy and ego and anger and frustration where the other one was like, it was just sort of this weird, um, sort of academic cold environment. So yeah, I never, I didn't like it. I didn't like the, um, I didn't like the characters very much. So
1: I don't know. Weird. That's so weird. Um, I, I I guess I did like it. Um I, I, I can't I don't feel the same characterization that you do. Um I think that there was there was kind of egos involved, but I, I know what you mean about like clean room version of life. I definitely know what you mean but about in the that. the
0: politically correct. The reason why I liked it was they
1: would pose a lot of interest. They would just pose a lot of interesting questions about about the what could happen, you know, weird stuff that could happen. Like, um, and, and they would like talk about the moral aspects of it, all the weird things like, I don't know, like, uh, there was, there was an episode where a guy, a a guy was taken over by a parasite Mm -hmm. in his stomach, but the parasite controlled him to be this great romantic lover, you know, kind of guy. And then, uh, the, the, the doctor fell in love with him or whatever. So who's she falling in love with? Is she falling in love with the parasite? Uh, Because then without the parasite, he's like, he was just like a boring person. Right, right, So right. They, they would just kind of pose, uh, you know, every, I, I found that most shows would just make you think a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was what I liked about it.
0: Yeah. Make you think. But James Kirk, T. Kirk, and it was in Bones. Yeah. Like, and, and, well, of course, it's Scotty. Like, I love those characters, right? Right, they were right. great personalities. But I don't <laughs> think you were the personalities on new, gener- the, the new Generation were comparable. They were they just, different. They were just very. But
1: you you live next to one of them.
0: Oh well, yeah. F- to Ensign uh, Kim. Ensign Kim.
1: Yeah. Was Garrett, he was Garrett he new Wang. generation? His, real,
0: his name of real life is Garrett Wang.
1: Was he new generation or was he um some Voyager, Richard, Boyager,
0: yeah. yeah. Like when I say live next door to me, like he li- like he literally is like ten feet away. Like it's not like he lives down the street. I mean, like <laughs> I could hear you know it's like you could, I could hear like a five minute in the room you know sometimes if like uh, my room's really quiet and he's like moving around he's but, practicing some well, the, Star Trek. Well, the lines. office, my office, my my office. Uh, our home office borders is like the wall, shares a wall with their, yeah.
1: I don't know how he made it back. I mean, he was like lost out in space. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I that's the watched. whole thing about Voyager. <laughs>
0: yeah. I never watched it. I, so I, I don't know. So that, that's why I didn't have an effect of me when I met him. I didn't know who he was or it yeah. didn't really, it didn't, it's a, well, he'd you know,
1: probably it be amazing. mad if you, if you, if he knew that you, you thought his show was boring.
0: I never watched Voyager at all. Yeah. So I just, said new generation was boring. Okay. I, I didn't, uh, I have no opinion on Voyager since I
1: didn't see it. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, you know what? We haven't done any links.
0: Yeah, but first I want to, to talk about one more Titanium thing. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, in, in playing around with Titanium, I was, you know, I, I had built two previous apps. I had built one for, um, what was it called? Venduzu, which was sort of like a cross between Groupon and Foursquare. Oh, yeah. Check in my, places yeah. and you could get coupons and group, I don't know, kind of stuff like that. And that was like back in 2009, nine, two thousand. Ten or something like that, and um it uh it it it, it 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 worked pretty well, but then when i had i had to build another app called um market a- for a company called MarketX, a- yeah um I really am frustrated with how constrained I was with the look uh and feel of the controls
1: and how you couldn't really well like so you they wanted. they'll say you know, here's a tab bar control and you can try and add some buttons or whatever. Yeah. well, and t- you-
0: Or like, here's the, uh, you know, there's the, whatever the header bar, I forget what that thing's called. Yeah. That's a control bar. I think, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you'd have your back or cancel buttons and you, you really had limited a control of those. Mm-hmm. And then if you had like, if you went like two if you were in a tab, Tab group, and then you had a window, and then you wanted to go to the next window below it, and the next window below it. Like it would just wouldn't let you do certain things. Like you you had to have your windows behave and stacked in a certain way, and it was very limiting. And and so it was limiting in in behavior wise, and it was limiting um, in terms of how much you could could uh, uh, customize the look of them. Right. And and I was thinking, I was looking at the Uber app, and I'm like, well, there's looks awesome, and it doesn't look anything like the built in controls. And so when I, uh, when I was just up there last week, uh, up in San Francisco, I talked to Paul, who's the, uh, um, he leads a development group. And I was like, Paul, how is it that you guys make the Uber app look so awesome? And what are you doing to these controls? And he's like, dude, don't use the built-in Windows controls. Create one window, base simple window, and then use views. Draw
1: everything with views. Ah, so like what we were just talking about before, yeah, that makes sense. But divs, so everything's a
0: view, just like just like you know, and with, with
1: a and, so it's the same as what I'm doing with, HTML, with HTML5, right. basically. I'm just building everything from scratch, and you're you're doing everything from scratch then.
0: Yeah, except the difference is with with a web view is you're constrained by you know like the keyboard. You only have a certain amount of control over the keyboard. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's like a web view keyboard. But you could easily go and and translate most of your code to titanium proper and not in a web view and just divs are our, our views and things like
1: that i have a question how good is titanium at laying out something like a facebook news feed like lots of text and little pictures is it as good as html or would it be more complicated
0: lots of text and pictures. you mean like throughout the screen
1: like just positioning no, like, you know divs? like a, like a facebook news feed or something like this you know like like the comments and like is, oh, yeah, you is it that. is it re- i know you can do it but yeah, is yeah. it like really easy to like lay out text here yeah. and pictures yeah. here and yeah it's just yeah. like a div like you can
0: yeah. relative or position or absolute position them and nice and things like that yeah it's it's pretty easy so but it's faster yeah it's faster than a web view right. and you know how you had to spend so much work on making your web view stuff responsive yeah well that's because it's in a web view Right. it's you're running javascript you're you're running in an, in an interpreted javascript mode in a mobile app so it's Mm -hmm. going to be slow but titanium it's compiled so it's be fast right yeah but so if you did a hybrid or you did you did what i'm saying which is create one window and just a bunch of views you could kind of achieve you could i think would be the best of both both worlds you are not constrained by all the weird um i don't know uh the weird framework that is the uh iphone ios
1: um windows environment but uh you know
0: so what are you doing you're, i'm looking
1: at a link here um did you see i'm making one website a day for 180 days right did you see that on on i glanced
0: at it yeah so what's the story
1: well just uh it's a girl called jennifer dewalt who just uh took this project of basically building one website a day for 180 days it's just all little kind of html 5 games and different things and um there was some good conversation on hack news about it like one of the one of the points that someone made was that um, just putting out that much stuff. You, uh, the, no, was was it uh, like an experiment that's, that that uh, an art an art class teacher did? He said, "Okay, I want one half of the room to produce as much art as possible within the next month, and I want the other half of the room to build one perfect piece of art within." Is the this next month. is something I told you a while back. Maybe to study, yeah, yeah, could which be, yeah, is like
0: how hard it is to come up with um, a, a one good idea, but right. if you have to come up with 10. Yeah. Then it kind of breaks through your uh, creative blocks. Right. So yeah. it's like, if, if, if I told you to come up with 10 new ideas tomorrow, well, then no, you're, this, just, you're just going to, you're just going to be like, screw it. Just coming up with stuff. And, and some of them will be good. Whereas if I just said, come with one new idea, something you might be struggling. And, um, it kind of harkens back to, um, a famous quote by Linus Pauling, who I believe won two Nobel prizes. Um,
1: and he said, the way to come up with a great idea is to come up with lots of ideas. Right. Well, this wasn't even just about ideas. This was like physical artwork that people were creating. So at the end of the month, the, all, all of the best artwork ha- was from the people who just built as much as they could. And and it was, by the way, the winner, the winner of that competition was, was measured by weight. So okay. They, so they would say, okay, whoever has the most amount of weight <laughs> of art wins on this side of the room <laughs> and on the other side of the room whoever has the best piece of artwork wins and they just build well, then you one just piece of straight,
0: like some sculpture made out of lead you know <laughs> it's like that's like it's, that's why it's hard to measure things like that or to, 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 well i think um, it was
1: all pottery so you couldn't say lead it was all just you know okay. using the same medium
0: yeah because it's just you know it's like ranking coders by how many lines of code right right they write. so let's write lots of lines of code or you know which may not necessarily be good or you know, I think Joel Spolsky had talked about this, like, if you re- if you reward coders based on how many bugs they fix, they'll just create lots of bugs, log every bug, and then fix them. Right. Right? So then you're fixing lots of bugs. Yeah. So it's like, anything you came up with, you know, as a sort of a technology manager, your coders, especially if they're financially rewarded for those, meeting those metrics, and it's very explicit, the rewards are explicit. People are going to optimize for them, and you are not going to get their best behavior That's why I think at um, Fog Creek software, what they do end up doing is they just they just uh, uh, your your compensation is solely based on seniority hmm. and then the comp everyone's overall compensation is affected by how the company does overall, but then it's all by seniors, seniority do
1: you think that you there's going to be a point when you're not current
0: one of the latest technology yeah. Well, I feel that every day. I mean, I, I, do, do you get the newsletter, JavaScript Weekly?
1: I do, yeah. Good There's a lot God. of stuff in there.
0: Every week, there's like 10 new libraries of stuff. And it's like, I, I mean, you can't possibly keep up with them all. You know, it's like Backbone and uh, is old school. Like, you were talking about like Angular. They were like, Angular as in the old way of doing things. So, like, there's the yeah. really reactive. And I was like... Angular is old? (laughs) Angular came out like six months ago or nine months ago. I mean, it's just how, it's amazing how fast things move. And uh, yeah, I think it's a constant struggle to try and stay current while at the same time um, being productive, right? So there's a a great um, uh, concept uh, that's from uh, a branch of artificial intelligence called reinforcement learning. And in terms of in terms of like how you um you want to uh, seed your algorithm or configure your learning algorithm, and it's exploitation versus exploration. so how much do I want my algorithm to be exploring new possibilities versus just maximizing its selection right now mm-hmm. maximizing its behavior right now so if you if you if exploration is set at 100 then it's just completely random behavior right yeah more or less i mean it's just trying stuff and it's not exploiting what it's already learned if all you do is exploit then you've you've reached a local maximum you you're you're, yeah. you're you're never going to improve your behavior it's not really uh, it's not adaptive so you want some some um reasonable ratio and i think the 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 you know, without any other specific knowledge, you just go 80, 20 twenty. Eighty percent exploitation, twenty percent exploration. So I think, you know, which kind of similar to the uh the Google twenty percent time you mm-hmm. should be exploring. So I think yeah, it's a struggle. So it's like you gotta you gotta you, you gotta force yourself, even if you're under pressure to do stuff and you just feel like you need to create stuff to be playing with new libraries, new technologies. Otherwise a few years go by and all of a sudden you're Well,
1: I was thinking like when you're 60 or 70, like, will you still be coding?
0: Who knows? Um, I think, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of people talk about how, you know, they get to a certain age and they're like, they're beyond coding or something, or they're they're tired of it. But I think a lot of times they're not tired of coding so much as they're tired of coding for other people. Mm. They're tired of building stuff for for companies working in corporations. And it's just that, that gets boring after a while. Yep. You know, I mean, it's coding in a, of itself is fun, but yeah, building other people's stuff, especially if it's stuff you're not super excited about, which if it's not your stuff is going to be the case a lot of the time that gets old. But I think, I think it's kind of like writers. It's like, it's like, do novelists get tired of writing? Novelists tend to write in, until they die. Yeah. Right. Because they're totally in control of the story they want to yeah. tell. And Sometimes they slow down and sometimes they change genres or whatever, but they generally tend to create as
1: long as you can be current enough. I was just I was looking at a, a news piece um, uh, yesterday about this guy who's basically partially blind, but he what he used to do was he used to create fonts, so in, in his youth uh, and in his, uh, in his main career, he created fonts. but then uh, obviously he kind of went blind, he couldn't really do that anymore. Then his uh, grandkid bought him a Windows ninety five PC. Yeah, I watched been, that. Uh, been, video. Yeah, that's really good. Like he's doing doing using Microsoft Paint to create these amazing pieces of art, which he can do because he can zoom in on it really really deep. And uh, I thought that was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, well you can see you, in the video that they were talking, you were asking him, you know, or the documentary, I guess. Yeah. Um, they were asking him, you know. What does he think about, or when he's, or what else does he think about? And he says, "I don't think about anything. I just think about my art all the time. <laughs>
1: it's just it. Yeah, he's that's just obsessed
0: it. with it. And he just is constantly producing really unique, interesting pieces of art, and they're all different. And they're it's all like, drawn pixel by pixel. Yeah, but it's not like it's like oh, he's a landscape artist, and there's like you know fifty different landscapes. I mean, every drawing is completely different.
1: Mm, it's in, amazing. And
0: everything else he's done, which is really awesome. I mean, and I mean, I think we're just we're extremely lucky that we get to indulge in something that's, that's fun, that some people would do just for fun, like crossword puzzles or Sudoku mm. or something. It's sort of like a mental, fun mental thing, but it's a creative thing that's as well. How,
1: that's how I explain it to Georgia. I say, like, imagine if you were doing crossword puzzles and Sudoku all day long, that, you know, the fun of, like, solving something. That's but at what, the end
0: of the day, instead of resulting in a solved puzzle nobody cared about, it was a beautiful picture on the wall. Right. That yeah. affected... Thousands of people, you know, I mean, it's, it's, or resulted in a, a story that thousands of people read or yeah. if you're lucky, tens or hundreds of thousands. I mean, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, we're, we are truly, um, lucky to live in that world. We live in a world where we can do that. And not only that, we can be compensated for it yeah. and compensated extremely well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I would probably always code, just be, just like a writer will always write or a painter always paint. I mean, it's like, oh, are you going to stop painting? You ask some painter, and he's like, "You're 65 you're and stop painting? I'm like, what am I going to do? Watch Jeopardy all day? Watch Wheel of Fortune and just put around the house?" I mean, you know, come on.
1: Well, wouldn't you love to be the PayPal coder who accidentally credited 92 quadrillion to someone's account? Wow! Did you hear about that no. story? <laughs> so, wow. so a guy logs a guy logs into PayPal one day, and his account says, "You have 92 quadrillion dollars." <laughs>
0: Wow! It, was, it, it talk about law. Lo- I talk about the pain of the loss of version. The guy's like, yes, <laughs> yes, I did it. It's like, oh, it's all gone. I mean, could you just leave like a billion in there? I mean, you know, oh, it's the pain of that. Um, you know, the thing about uh, I just want to finish off about the whole, um, you know, stopping coding thing. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so like, I'm I've been working a little bit as a, I guess, a, um, a advising or consulting CTO for a company called Pivot. Yeah. And, you know, I probably, the way it's working out is I probably spend three hours a week talking with uh, their um, their chief architect. So this is a guy that I, I basically hired, and he's turned out to be extremely good. Yeah. Right. So I don't always have a whole lot to say, you know, we he'll come by he'll have a hell of different questions for me or just want to run things by me. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Or do you think this is a big deal or whatever? And, and uh, so it makes my job pretty easy, but you know, and I like him, he's a really nice guy and uh, I think he's doing a great job, but just the management side is kind of boring.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: kind of boring to talk about you know, API structure, or does the database tables, or you know, different branches. You know, what are we doing with this branch, or what's the? I, I don't know. Just talking about coding as opposed to coding. I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm paid well. It's it couldn't be easier, and, and and I'm happy to do it. But I mean, compared that compared to like trying to solve that drag and drop stuff on Titanium, it's not even close. I mean, I could sit there trying the music and then just be writing code for 10 hours and, and and enjoy it. Whereas if I had to sit there and talk about code or talk about development methodologies and talk about that stuff, do like CTO or development manager kind of stuff all day, I mean, it just becomes painfully boring.
1: Right. Well, a lot of people choose not to become managers for that exact reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've talked to... um yeah, probably guys, one of the guys up at Uber, you know, because they're now getting, there's getting so many coders up there now that you have to create a little bit of structure and teams and team leads or whatever. And, you know, when all of a sudden you're like a team lead and you got seven developers, you know, that you have to sort of manage and you're spending your time managing. Well, why don't the use the diamond
1: thing? Well, yeah.
0: let me just finish the statement that is that when you get the point, it's just not as fun. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they're discovering. It's just, you can be better compensated but it's not as fun. And maybe that's why you're compensated better because it's frankly not as fun. Yeah. There's <laughs> a code. If you could just sit down and try the music and say, just leave me alone, I'll just sit here and, and uh, make some magic with my fingertips. I mean, you know, it's like people, people just love that. So, but if you're like, well, I have to deal with other people and people issues and, and deal with, you know, all those things that come with it, it's just you know, not only does it require someone to have more experience, but it's just frankly more, it's more like work. You know, yeah. it's real work, meetings
1: and, and meetings and memos and code reviews and... Well, luckily in um, so, <coughs> in Digidoo, it's not quite at that level yet. So I'm still very hands-on and I can, I think that certainly for the next uh, year or two, I'll be very hands-on. But then if the company grows, if it, if it's anything remotely like Uber, then there's obviously going to be a point. Well, where okay. Uber's very
0: Uber <laughs> exponential. You don't have to be at Uber scale to run this. I mean, Uber... I mean, this is not inside information because I don't know, but yeah. I just read in Business Insider yesterday that they're the that they're estimating the valuation to be like three point five billion. Wow. That, the, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's going to be a third of that or whatever, but to grow. I mean, it's only been around since 2010. Yeah. 2010. So, you know, you could be a hundred million dollar company and you're a 30th
1: of their size. Right. right. So, so, and, so right. and then you're still going to be doing a lot massive, of massive Massive. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. It's talking
0: about Uber scale, no, it's, I mean, there's, no. there's, there's, you know, there's only going to be a few Uber scale companies every 10 years, yeah. right? There's your, you know, the last generation, it was your Amazons and Ebays and Googles. And then this, and then, then you had your Facebooks and, 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 and Twitter and things like that. And then now it's going to be like the Square and Uber. And Airbnb, those will be your, you know, your top three or five. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. But you still have a very large company, <laughs> very complicated uh, management structure, and very, you know, large number of engineers. And you'll be, you you, you mm-hmm. be a blip on the size of something like Uber. I mean, but yeah. So, I think for you, it gets to a $100 million company, you're going to be one happy guy. And so, you're going to be more than happy to, like, engage in just being a manager and managing people, because you ultimately not only will it be a first-time experience, would be fun to do for you, but at the end of the day, it's like there's a there's ultimately a big payday there for you if you do right. that. If yeah. you were just like hired by some company, and you could one a company A wants to hire you to just to write code, and company B will hire you to manage seven developers, and you're paid essentially the same,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would be kind of painful to do that, knowing that you know you could just sit there and have fun writing code. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's true. You know, I definitely do enjoy writing code.
0: Yeah. You know, and then and the, the, this its always a tough transition, I think, from going from that to managing because you like constantly want to do it yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that is a difficult uh, thing to manage someone when you know how to do what you're asking them to do. And you could do it in like an hour. Mm-hmm. It's very I, that is something I find difficult to do is to just like let go of a task mm-hmm. occasionally. Well, I, I used to find that hard. I'm getting better at it. But I used to like, just to, to, as I was saying, look, so do this, do this, you know, for example, look at this file and then I'd start doing it as I was explaining it. And then by the end of the discussion, it would be done. Like, Oh, okay. That's done now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you definitely have to let go. And that's, it's a struggle. I'm the, I'm the, since I'm a perfectionist. Right. I like to do things myself. And so I'm, I have the same problem. Um, but sometimes you can either just, or you can do the opposite thing. We just like, totally like, I'm not writing any code. Like when I for pivot, I said, I'm not doing anything, no deliverables. Mm. Like I'm purely, you know, advice, brainstorming, discussion, you know, suggestions, answer questions, but I'm not like writing code. So then I'm totally out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no, I can just go through the code with him and I say, ah, I maybe consider to do this. I maybe should do this or maybe should look at this library. Maybe should do the, you know, but it's up to him to do it. Dude, we're fifty minutes in and you haven't done
1: any of your links. That's okay you don't mind i don't know
0: i mean I, I i don't think we have to do links i mean it's just whatever we want to talk about oh, okay um cool right or do you feel differently
1: well i thought we had said some time back that we were going to like try and do links to we to, keep
0: mixing it mixing up whatever yeah um hey did you see that oh you get your did
1: you do coffee mugs yeah and um usb why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Just swag. <laughs> we got we got uh, shirts and T-shirts and jackets and mugs and all this stuff, you know, to give out to teachers. And It's funny. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So, um, is there anything you want to talk about in terms of digital? Uh,
1: no, we did the, the, cam- the canvas stuff. Yeah. We were, I already spoke about that. That was good. Okay. Okay. Um, plug what? you. Oh, I've get pl- oh, yeah, a plug you up. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Rob Waller put me in touch with the broker, as I said last show, and uh, it's been going slow. Actually, I now have a big questionnaire to fill out, um, and I've kind of been putting that off just because I have so much other stuff to do. But I will do that this weekend. Answer the questionnaire, like, why did you start the business? You know, just there's, like, I guess it's like a house sale prospectus, you know? Right. So it's going to make me think through all of the painful times the happy times with Plugio.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, if you just get a big chunk of cash for it, you'll be happy times again. Right? I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's where I'm at. So I just need to send that, that back to him. We, we, I've signed the contract with them. They've got exclusivity for 90 days to sell it. Once they send that back, then they're going to put it on them, send, send it out to their, their people. Okay. And we'll see what happens. Cool.
0: Yeah? Well, that'd be nice. I yeah, want to hear how that goes. Um, yeah. cause that's the only thing you have, of your, you you didn't end up launching a couple of things that you were thinking of. You were playing around with like Meal Reel and
1: yeah. So me, yeah, Meal Reel was the thing.
0: You got most of the way through it, and then you just decided that you weren't gonna. You had, it
1: could not be bothered. Yeah, but I do like that idea. Basically, it's just it's just a, a mobile app where you can take pictures of your food, and then it just logs the day.
0: You had and another one cool. that I liked. It was like a you were gonna do with your trainer, who I don't think you're. That was you're, it. No, but you also were talking about one that would like people would have video
1: exercise. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. So my trainer, who's very good, I was thinking of doing like a membership site with her where she would have a video every day that would help you do, you know, help like a personal training course, maybe like a two-minute video every day of an exercise to do or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, um, and I think I should. I-, I emailed you. There was a, uh, a mobile app and and like a website and membership service that was doing stuff like this and it was working really well. I mean, I, you would definitely make money on something like that. Well, there's a lot of ways to... You I know, mean, it's like a lot of these things that we've talked about over time could work if you just focused on them. It and like just it requires work. focus.
1: I mean, just it's, requires.
0: you got to get a decent idea. Stickative, intuitiveness. Persistence, commitment. Passion. Yeah. I mean, that's why, so, you know, I was talking about my, you know, my um, secret project. Yeah. It's like, I kind of stalled out on it a little bit and I'm trying to decide whether I want to do it or not. You know, I just, I haven't decided, you know, just because I've so much work with Uber that I'm just trying to decide whether I want, whether I really want to spend the time on it, you know? Um, I don't know. And uh, I've been trying to, yeah, I've been been thinking a lot, thinking hard about what what I want to spend time on. Because I feel like, you know, as I mentioned, I had just too many projects going, you know, and Uber and then helping pivot out a little bit. And then, um, I mean, those two things right
1: there were just eating up a ton of my time. Well, and Catalyst was taking a lot of your time. Catalyst was taking a lot of my time. What's actually the status of Catalyst? Are we? Are you going to keep on just doing it as like a private thing at home, or are you going to bring it back into the classroom?
0: I don't know yet. I really don't know. Are you
1: enjoying the private version?
0: Yeah, you know, I just wish I had more time to uh, kind of plan out curriculum. What yeah. We're gonna do. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I'm going to think. I'm going to think about it. I mean, we're going to have a. We're going to do Catalyst today. Um, this is this evening we're going to have, you know, but that's just like a couple two or three kids over,
1: you know? So basically it's not so much catalyst as some of Colby's friends over and we're going to do cool stuff. Yeah. So
0: I don't know, as I've talked, we don't have to get too into it, but when you have a big class, it just becomes a logistical issue. It's like, you know, going to the space and trying to get internet connectivity. And then we had tons and tons of problems with the internet connectivity and, and just getting new kids constantly wanting to join and not being up to speed and you know, it was just a, just a lot of overhead, and uh, you know, it's just it's a heck of a lot easier to have like two or three really motivated kids mm-hmm. who want to do it every weekend, who are up to speed, to show up and tear. Well, because one house. of
1: the primary reasons that you wanted to do it was for Colby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're in a situation where you have three kids, three or four kids with you at home, and you're doing like three hour stints, and Colby's one of three or four, that's very different to Colby being one of twelve. Oh, yeah. Very right. different. Yeah. So
0: especially when you're spending more time with the
1: new kids. Right, exactly. Because so he doesn't get a look in then.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't get much time and he gets he gets frustrated. Yeah. And uh so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm I will uh I don't know. I'll just I'm, I'm going to think about it. Um but I felt like it just sucked away too much of my time this past year. Yeah. Too much of my mental energy. I mean, we did 35 sessions. You're right and uh it was exhausting it was it was rewarding but it was exhausting and um i'm just uh you know so part of me thinks that i need to spend more time doing things that are really either a devoted to improving the financial situation of my family right yeah <laughs> right and and or b totally fun like something i just want to do yeah um Catalyst was kind of in the, it was kind of like, it was fun, but it was also a lot of work. It was exhausting. Right. And, um, so, you know, I mean, I, f- I feel bad saying that because, you know, you, you know, it's like, I, I want to help I want to help out the kids and, and, and everything, but I don't know. Um, see, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough financial capital myself to like fund it or to, and I don't have enough time to like create a huge nonprofit and, and raise lots of money and hire instructors and make it to this really big thing,
1: right? That well, it's something you work. could circle back to. I mean, there may be a time in your life when you do have a lot of capital, and then yeah. you've had this thing you could circle back to. Actually, that was something I wanted to bring up, was another link, a great a great piece that I saw about why men need women in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No. I'll send you a link. It's just basically saying how, uh, like, for example, Bill Gates, in when when he when he was you know first becoming a billionaire or whatever, someone said to him, "So are you going to give money away to charity?" You know, and he's like, "No, nothing." So then he married Melinda, and then all of a sudden, like two years later, he's like one of the biggest givers on the planet. You know, the give biggest. Up. Yeah, exactly. And well, he wasn't at that time, but okay. he he really you know the changed over. Foundation. They set up the foundation, yeah. and it just just talks about how time after time, in in lots of different studies, like if. A parent has a daughter, you know. A, a man has a daughter, or when when a man gets married or whatever, they just become a much more generous person. Mm-hmm. Like pay becomes, you know, pay becomes bigger at the firm, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but if a if if a guy has a, a a boy, then pay. So, for example, they're talking about CEOs in this study. Well, they're, well, there t- was it a pay in general, it was pay of women. No, it was pay in general of the company. So basically, there was there was a study done that um, if a CEO has a baby boy mm-hmm. all of a sudden pay rises like get rained in, right because he's like trying to reserve resources for because he's thinking he has a boy or whatever okay. but when but when he when the ceo has a baby girl it's like the kind of lovey-dovey generosity kind of aspects come oh. to him and then pay rises seem to like be much more generous oh. and just just generally women will make men more generous so i thought that was an interesting point
0: yeah, I, I read something else a few weeks ago was talking about how, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the same study, but it was talking about how when CEOs had women uh, had, uh, I'm sorry, had a a, a a daughter that they would tend to pay women more in the company.
1: Oh, really? mm mm-hmm.
0: Like huh. Which makes sense because now it's not like, it's not like women are kind of the other. Yeah, It's like. You know, it's part of you. Your daughter, your your kids are part of you, right? Right. So you right. have way much more empathy. Yeah. You know, it's like it's easy when you don't have a daughter to be like, ah, women are this, women that, da da da. You know, but then when it's your daughter, you're like, uh, you know, I mean, it was funny, like, because, uh, you know, I will I'll spend a lot of time thinking about my daughters in terms of how to, you know, like how to how they sh- how to introduce them to things or how to make 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 the world more approachable for them. You know, like I sometimes I'll talk to the, some of the female engineers up at Uber, you know, and ask them their thoughts on it, you know? And, and since I have daughters, they're very open to talking about it. Right, so right. i would be like, I was asking one of the engineers, his name's Jess, and I was like, Jess, so like did you play with Legos a lot as a as a kid, you know? Because I remember, um, I remember, oh, what's her name from uh, Indonero? Jessica Ma? Yeah. We had on,
1: and she said that her dad would, wouldn't let her play with dolls and stuff that she he, he that was wasted time. That she, so so. Am I inferring from this conversation that you would like them to be engineers? You like no
0: to, no no. You what you what you want to do is you you just want to make it available to them, right? Give the options. I don't. I, I one thing I'm quickly learning is that you can't make your kids do anything really, <laughs> and or if you do, it's going to be very short lived, right? As soon as you stop applying a pressure, it's they're going to change
1: directions. Yeah,
0: kids are going to do. They're going to follow their own path. And they are. You just who, need to show them
1: the parts. They, that they are could. who
0: they are. You can't manufacture a teenager from a five year old. I want my teenager. I want my. their fifteen. I want to be like this, and I'm just going to make them do stuff. You know, they'll rebel. And I've heard that over and over and over from friends and stuff. That every time either they themselves were forced to do things or family members, as soon as they were old enough to rebel, whether it was you know piano lessons or language lessons or participating in certain activities. As soon as they're old enough, they're like, I'm done. I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. And um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I'm noticing the same thing. So, but what you want to do, I bet the best you can do is introduce them to things that you think they might like and that you think that would benefit them and, and have it be as positive an experience as possible. They don't take to it. They don't take to it. It's like my daughter, Izzy, you know, I was hoping she'd be a soccer player. Right. <laughs> you know, her first season, she was really good. Cause she's really fast. Yeah. But then her second season, she totally, che- second season, she totally checked out. She just didn't want to do it. And she's like, I don't want to play soccer. She just refused to play soccer. Hmm. And there was nothing negative about it. This experience, she had a great coach, really positive, friendly guy and great teammates, but she just, for whatever reason, she just wants to swim. Okay. So, Fine. you know, what, it. What you gonna, you're right. But, it she wasn't loves like, it. but it, well, you you can't, you can't make kids do stuff. Otherwise, you you can you can force them to join it, but doesn't you can't force them to Did like your, it or try like, hard
1: or, parents you know. or dad ever try and make you do any sports that you didn't want to do? No, my well, my mom was kind
0: of uh, more of a hippie. Oh right, she was a hippie, you know. <laughs> so she was much more like, eh, whatever, you know, yeah, whatever you want to do. And so, if anything, she might have um, erred on the side of being just too relaxed. Right. I mean, I still was frustrated when. I was like 12 and there was an under 14 club select team that wanted me to play for them. So that would have been a big deal. Not only are you playing for a travel team, but you're playing a travel team for an age group up. This is for soccer? Soccer.
1: Yeah. And my mom was just like, no way. We're not driving all over Georgia on Saturdays. Oh, okay. So you wanted someone, you wa- you wanted your mom to be more sport oriented, like who would kind of go. Maybe out Maybe just, of just and do one it.
0: notch up where she's like, yeah. okay, you know, it seems like kind of a pain in the butt, but this is kind of a, a good opportunity. This is kind yeah. of a thing. Jason obviously loves soccer. He's obviously naturally talented at it. He wants to do it. He's got an opportunity to do something to get on a, get on sort of the fast track. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice if she had said, "Okay, well, we'll do this." Or was we'll-
1: your dad athletic?
0: uh is he into sports or anything no so the funny thing is my mom was athletic but she was but not in organized sports she was a tomboy tomboy athletically She's, she always said when his kid she was always the first girl to be right. on the boys team okay right right so she was fast athletic yeah, but yeah. she grew up in the 50s and she yeah. didn't really sports weren't really yeah um in my or in the 40s my mom was born in 1940 so yeah i mean back then wasn't like there was tons of girl sports my dad only played golf Golf. But he was, uh, he didn't pick it up till he was 18, but then he worked really hard and turned himself into a scratch golfer, which is no handicap, which for anybody who plays golf, that's, you know, that's what pros, that's right approaching a pro nice. level. And nice. so he was like the club champion of two different clubs and really into it, right? You know, and... Did he, he want you to get into it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, and so my brother and I, we did the junior clinics at the clubs and we <laughs> did, um, you know, we, uh, you know, he got me private lessons it's i'm not a ton but just some here and Mm. there and he would teach me and um i was i wasn't like outstanding i was good yeah you know maybe even you may say i was really good up to about 14 but then got to high school and i just wanted to play basketball and
1: stuff i didn't really want to yeah so you've been i guess you've been through that then you've been through what it's like to for a parent to maybe want you to do something and then have a change
0: well you know I, i can't say he didn't he didn't force me to it Oh, okay. He didn't, he didn't put any pressure on me. He just introduced me to it and encouraged me. And it was, so
1: it's like, kind of like uh, Colby and soccer then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was, Colby was doing soccer and then there was just a point after like three or four years, he was like, Hmm, I'm kind of done with this.
0: Yeah. I don't really care for it. But my, I was obviously much older. I mean, when I kind of decided, but anyway, the bottom line is that, you know, you can't make kids do anything and girls, me, are, are a mystery. They're just complicated creatures. So I mean, <laughs> if you get a daughter, you'll see what I mean. They are complicated. Like you think you can't figure out your girlfriend or your wife. Wait till you have daughters. I mean, because <laughs> in the one sense, you love them with every ounce of your being. In the other sense, you, they drive you insane because you can't understand what the heck they're why they're talking di- about or yeah. thinking about or what they you know why they're doing. But that? they're awesome. Yeah, you know so. I don't know. Their cop, Colby. I get like I get Colby. I mean, I know what he's. I know what
1: he's. You
0: know, he's right, but because
1: the girls are talking about like imaginary lands and princes and fairies and that kind of stuff, so it's weird. It's difficult to 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 bond. I can appreciate
0: it. I think it's cute and funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the same thing. I can't say like, oh. You guys, you know, don't do imaginary princess. No princess. You have to play play I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. What kind of a jerk thing? I mean, yeah. they're little girls. Yeah. That's what little girls do. The vast majority of little girls, that's what they do. I'm sure there's a few girls here and there who don't like the typical little girl things, but mine are typical in that way. Right, right. Rainbows and unicorns and fairies and princesses and imaginary and dresses, and yeah. that's what they like. You know, it doesn't mean that that's, they're all, that's the only thing that they're going to like. It doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do when they're 11 or
1: 15 No, it's a very important thing for them to do i mean and georgie kind of, would say that's that's very healthy
0: yeah i mean kid, I, I think girls at least my girls looking at my girls i think they're very tuned into male female That's a girl thing this is a boy thing yeah. this is what girls do they're differentiating themselves and trying to come to some understanding of what their femininity is and everything and that's but whereas
1: colby's just like completely igno- girls don't exist he not think about him. It's just like yeah, he's just, just like I'm going to build this Lego. I don't.
0: Know. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to build this car. <laughs> I'm going to do Minecraft. i am going to build a skir- <laughs> I'm going to build a spaceship and Kerbal, or I'm going to. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, it's not a thing. He doesn't think. Well, I'm doing a boy thing, and that's a. guy. Gr-
1: yeah, he's d- like what? What? <laughs> what <are you> talking <laughs> about you know,
0: <laughs> that's funny. So, I don't know. Um. Anyway, oh, you don't want to talk about the? Uh, you know, we talk about the. You know, we've had an ongoing diet conversation oh yeah times so sandy and i started doing a little bit of a um a paleo oh for our
1: body kind of thing. yeah 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 now we haven't you know just avoiding the carbs basically
0: basically taking out all simple sugars okay no bread rice potatoes yeah noodles anything like that and sandy's like two days three days he's down like five pounds Wow. Now, some of it would be water
1: weight, yeah, yeah.
0: but clearly I'm down like three and I even cheat a little bit because I have to, I, I like, there's a couple things that I'm just not going to give up for any, it's like, I can't stand not having a little bit of orange juice at breakfast. Right. So I have like a third to half of a glass, maybe like yeah. four ounces or something of orange juice. And then I'll have like a coffee with a little bit of chocolate in it and that's it. But that's it. That's all I cheat on. But even then, even still... When you don't have any bread or cereal for breakfast, I have like eggs and bacon. Yeah. And then at lunch, I'll just have like beans and uh, chicken or something. And at dinner, you know, whatever, we'll have some vegetables and chicken or beef, whatever. And I mean, boy, your
1: body just goes—it just like but, uh, it starts contract. I mean, one thing that that is really important with that is to just have a lot of vegetables, you know, not just meat. Just just do have a Why lot of fresh important? vegetables. Well, because if it's just meat, then um, your body. I just, I just think that ju- just meat is not as nutritious as vegetables as well.
0: Yeah, I'm just running with that. So this is a, a Justin. Uh, you know, I, so here's the thing: well, it, just, so, it just
1: doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right, you know? It like,
0: yeah. I see. I don't like vegetables that much. Yeah. So I never eat. I've never eaten that many vegetables. Right. I mean, was, I'll eat the vegetables that Sandy serves for dinner. Yeah. And sometimes I'll eat them first just to get them over with because if because if I have to take a bite of broccoli or asparagus <laughs> every other bite, it ruins yeah. me. I was like, all right, let me just. And she always gives me these huge helpings. I'm like, come on, you know, like, why do I have to have like half a plate of asparagus for God's right. Of course, she's trying to yeah make me be healthy. Yeah, and and when your wife serves you asparagus, you're gonna eat asparagus, right? Right. So I like just I just like all right. <laughs> <Eat all this laughs> power, through, power it. through it all right. now I'm done now i can enjoy the, the the rest of the chicken or stir fry whatever should- i'll pull pu- i'll pull out the peas like i'll have like stir fry with peas i'll pull out all the peas and i will eat
1: them first and then i'll eat the. Stir well isn't there like a saying you should eat you should eat a frog at the beginning of every day because then everything else is gonna just seem easy. So you should eat you should get your wife to cook you some asparagus or some broccoli, eat that first thing in the morning. And then everything else you do is gonna be easy.
0: The chance of me eating asparagus for breakfast is approximately no, exactly precisely zero. Oh. There's okay. no way that I would eat that. I'm I'm very sensitive at breakfast. Like I there's only a few things I like to eat. Like I don't I like to eat very simple, you know, stuff at breakfast.
1: So there's no way I would do that. You know, we uh, so our soylent's been delayed by a month. Oh, has it? Yeah, the soylent guys basically found out that actually it's not that easy to ship 100,000 uh, 100,000 <laughs> 100, batches of a product. Yeah,
0: well, they, they, they what they probably need to do is they need to work with a distributor or, uh, or shipping or, like one of those pick and pack companies.
1: Well, it's obviously it's obviously very logistically difficult to, to, I mean, as they say on their blog, to get that much ingredient and ensure it's safety, you know, yeah. and ensure that it's good and ensure the quality and then work with distributors and packers and all that kind of stuff. So it's delayed by a month. So we won't get to try Soylent for a while, I'm afraid. Oh, well, that's all right. As well, long as we, long as we get the opportunity at some
0: point. Yeah. So I don't know. So we're going to, I told Sandy, we're going to do this sort of pay it. So, so I originally was heard about the paleo stuff or, or, you know, in depth from some of the guys up at Uber My buddy, Ryan and Curtis, they were doing it. And these guys are all really fit. You know, my,
1: my friend in Ireland lost like all his weight doing the paleo, doing paleo.
0: Yeah. And, um, I couldn't see doing it long term, you know, like I can't have a slice of pizza. I can't have a, you know, I can't have bread. I mean, I was like, oh, that's going to be, you know. But what I realized is that, you know, I can just lose the, you know, because I, I want to lose maybe 15 pounds, mm-hmm. 20 tops. And I would give a little of that, I'd probably be looking kind of weird. So... But at that point, you can maintain, right? I don't have to have, I don't have to eat it all the time. I can just, you know, especially as much as I exercise.
1: Well, in the book that I read, Intuitive Eating, they said that that's actually a One of the fallacies because what happens is is mentally you feel this deprivation so you go through this deprivation cycle so you're on paleo and you're not having the things that you really want which is the pizzas and the hamburgers and all these things that like you just love that's what jason loves then you then you get to the end and you're like oh now i'm free i can have my pizza i can have my burger and so that you know it's gonna be very difficult for you to maintain to maintain because you're going to be in this mode of thinking right now i'm free yeah, okay,
0: but there's a difference between people who have eating disorder, people who are 50 or 100 pounds of weight, and somebody, and like me, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds. You know what I mean? Right, that's true. it's different. It's different. I mean, <coughs> and in the, the, the I'm actually finding this stuff, you know, pretty painless, you mm-hmm. know, so don't drink it. So when I go to grab, you know, beans and rice and chicken at lunch, I don't eat the rice and I don't have a Coke anymore, right? Okay. I, I've decided. Diet I've, Co- I have, can you can have a, a diet, diet Coke.
1: You can have a Diet Coke. I can Coke? have a Diet Coke.
0: Yeah. And so now, I mean, probably a strict paleo would say, well, that's not, you know, whatever. But I mean, the reality is, is you just don't want simple sugars.
1: You know what my new thing is? Hmm. Just one simple thing. I've just I'm going back. I'm going back to the habit building thing. Basically, remember that guy who just built one habit every month? I'm just focusing on one habit, 30 minutes elliptical a day. That's my habit.
0: Well, I've told you along long time I mean, like, I think, you know, getting a better diet is obviously good, but exercise, hmm. it doesn't replace exercise. Well,
1: the other thing about exercise is like when I do, when I do my elliptical, I don't really want to eat so much crap, you know? Like I don't, I don't kind of, I just, I think it just makes me generally feel better because it, it gives me some good endorphins or whatever. Yeah. And it makes me less likely to eat complete shit.
0: Well, the other pro the other thing is I think they're both reinforcing because it's like, when you start exercising, you're like, I don't want to eat much crap. Yeah. When it's like, I didn't eat this much crap. Yeah. I spent the whole, I was really good the last day or two right. and I lost, I'm going to do some exercise. I'm going to spike this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I realized, boy, I just by cutting out some of the bread and stuff, I feel like I'm dropping weight already. Then I'm going to go to the gym this morning and do like 45 minutes an hour on the elliptical and lift weights. You know, it's like, I'll spike this thing. Cause like, you know, why, why make it go twice as fast? Yeah. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. But, um, well you were doing the intuitive eating kind of thing. how that, do you still do that?
1: Well, I'm basically, I'm doing a cross – I'm just sticking with that intuitive eating thing, which – do we ever speak about it on the show?
0: You didn't want to talk about it, but essentially what it means is that you would only eat until you're satiated. You wouldn't – you wouldn't um, – right? You would You would eat yeah. a smaller amount. You eat whatever you want, but just don't go to town on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't like talking about it on the show because like you and Side Projects, me and, and weight loss, it's just it just got a bad rep on this show. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, th- what I have been doing is the intuitive eating, which basically, it just turns the whole dieting thing on its head. And it just, it's an interesting book, actually. It Every paragraph is backed by a peer, peer-reviewed study about just different studies about how psychology affects the way that you eat. And um, the main point that they're making is, is that uh, deprivation, just deprivation psychologically kind of pushes you to a state where you're going to eat more. Like the, the, what the hell effect is the biggest effect, right? So basically you're on a diet and you've got these rules and regulations. Okay. I have to stick to this today, but then you go over it by just a little bit. Ah, what the hell today I'll take off. And then you just like eat a whole bunch, you know?
0: Well, I think like the for our body thing that, you know, they have like a cheat day. Yeah. It's a day you just eat whatever you want. Not, yeah. not only can you cheat the, the the suggestions you eat as much as you all the crap food. Yeah. Totally go to town, and the I get, I don't know what all the reasons were because I didn't read it. I was just talking to Phil, my buddy Phil, about it, and he said that, you know, whatever it kind of resets your metabolism or your insulin stuff or whatever it is. Right? It works. It works your advantage. Like you put on weight for a day, a day or two, and then it all drops off. Mm. So, um, you know. So he's like, you know, you go with pancakes and pizza and chocolate shakes, whatever. So I'm not sure. Sandy and I are just kind of doing our own little variation. Right. And I was like, you know, what might work, I don't, I don't know if this will work as well, but it's like, I wouldn't, rather than have a cheat day, I would might have like three cheat ma- meals. Right. Like Friday night pizza, Sunday night, maybe we might go get Indian food and maybe I'll, you know, whatever, you know, you know, cause there's only a couple meals where it's just inconvenient, not, it's like inconvenient. Cause we normally, we have pizza on Friday nights as a family, mm-hmm. you know, which is always fun. Yeah. I like, always look forward to Friday night pizza night. So not feel to have pizza.
1: Well, why are the kids, the kids on paleo as well?
0: No, no, no. But they just love pizza. So they're going right. to have pizza and, and then they- we're not going to say and I aren't going to eat yeah pizza, that would just too painful right right so it's like be realistic it's like so if there's two or three meals a w- in the entire week <laughs> of the 21 meals where you you know you don't have to go to town you have a few pies. then it's like okay i have pizza on pizza night or or <laughs> like uh you know like the little cheat like if i just have a have just a few ounces
1: of orange juice
0: i, I don't feel deprived like okay you
1: know All right i'm thinking we may want to Move off the Move food thing. Yeah, so we've got like ten minutes left, or or, or a little more than that. Um, I won't want I want to talk about one other thing though uh, that's non that's
0: non uh, tech. Though.
1: Yeah, because I was interested in in your take on what on the whole Snowden thing and whether you know this, I really died a death. Right? I
0: haven't um, I haven't read as much this week because I told you I read so much about it. I kind of yeah. burn out on, a little, yeah. on it a little bit. I, I mean, think a lot of people did. Yeah, and that's 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 why things die after cold news cycles. That's why it was smart for Greenwald to constantly, you know, um, dr- do a sort of a drip. Can- he's, he's doing his own drip campaign. Right. When we talk about drip email campaigns, it's a drip news cycle. So if they just drip the documents out over a period of like three to six months, it can't die. It can't follow the news cycle. And it sticks in people's long-term memory. You know, it kind of uses that spaced memory technique, mm-hmm. right? It's constantly in the news. And um, and uh, maybe it's not as much of a headline as it was at the start, but it's just a reminder you know, this is going on. Well, more documents show that the NSA was lying about this now, or what well, turns out this was even worse than we thought, or there's more proof of these things that we kind of suspected. Well, it turns out those were actually are true, you know? Um, you know, but just more recently, I guess they had, uh, there was the, um, what's his name? Amash. I think he, um, uh, one of the, uh, congressmen, uh, I can't remember where he's from, but he had a, a, a sort of a defund in the NSA, um, amendment, um, defense of mm. his programs, and it lost like 217 to 205 or something like that. And Keith Alexander, who runs NSA, was running around Congress lobbying to keep it. But they said what really forced, uh, caused the, the, the amendment to lose was that Nancy Pelosi was putting a lot of pressure on all of these sort of what they call more hawkish uh, Democrats to, uh, to vote against the amendment. Mm. So Pelosi really killed it. So we can thank her cool for that. Great. Which is, no, it's actually not cool. Oh. <laughs> it's the opposite of cool. Oh. She, def- there was an amendment, uh, the amendment was to defund the NSA because of its illegal surveillance. Oh, I thought the Nancy Pelosi oh. killed off. it by pressuring all the oh. middle of the road and hawkish Democrats to vote for the program.
1: Oh, I thought it was the opposite way around. Well, I've.
0: So Nancy Pelosi is a nightmare. And, and, uh, yeah, she just, I mean, there's so many things like that that,
1: you know, she and, um, you can tell how much I follow politics. I said, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so um, that's the bad news. So uh, what was
1: the other thing that you want to talk about that wasn't tech? So I started watching Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. What a show. Yeah. So I'm only, we're only, what, five or six? I think we're six episodes in. Oh, just six. Oh, we oh. just started oh. last week. Oh, well, it's good. Once you make it to six, that's it. Now you're now you're into it. Oh, is that right? But yeah, because the first three are maybe a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. But then now you're, now you're, yeah. Oh, my God. What right, a you show. You can see he's starting to turn a little bit. What you a know? show! and
0: you're like it's really good so <laughs> although Sandy said she, it's a little dark for her she thought, she's like I'd like to watch a happy show now
1: you, you cannot believe how dark it gets I'll like no, it's the power of well, gradualism don't, don't give anything away no I'm not I'm yeah. just saying but the power of gradualism it just yeah it's it's a it's such a beautifully written show yeah
0: yeah so I I had uh, I had uh, recommended it to a couple of my friends even though I hadn't seen it because I'd heard it was great. Yeah, and I yeah. I'd, I'd always say like look I haven't seen it you know, but you know, we're in the golden age of the of T V show of T V right now, especially of dramas. You know, there's just any number of of amazing shows, whether it's Mad Men or The Wire or Walking Dead, Mike. Well the good favorite. wife. The good wife, all these things are just amazing. Yeah. Right. But I said, the one that I hear is the best, the best written, the tightest written, the best story is Breaking Bad. Yeah. And so I told it to a couple of friends and they're like, one of my friends, he's like, dude, like, I haven't slept in like two weeks. <laughs> I stay up to like three or four in the morning and it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, he, and I'm like, oh, I've watched it. He's like, what? <laughs> you haven't even watched it? And he got me hooked on it? Yeah. I was like, well, I, I never said I watched it. <laughs> oh, but, uh, and I, I got another friend of mine. um, pete hooked on um walking dead and he's the same thing he's like yeah i didn't sleep for like three weeks it's totally your fault <laughs> i'm cursing your name it's <laughs> like the three weeks of just missing time you know but yeah i i'm it's uh, walking dead i mean well obviously i've said walking dead is great but breaking bad is 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 really strong
1: good i'm really looking yeah. forward to, to you getting to the end are, of the are, season are you all caught up uh no I've, i i'm in the last season it got to the point where it was so bad. Every show was making me feel like yeah. inside that I just I just I, I'm I'm waiting till I get the mental space to like get back into it. It's too deep, yeah. you know,
0: that happened with Walking Dead. Walking Dead is, was pretty intense for me. Yeah. You know, so I would be like, especially I could watch it late at night because my adrenaline would be
1: going, <laughs> you know, it was just because you know, it would just kill off. It characters. just makes you like Breaking Bad makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. just it's just uncomfortable because this this nice guy mm-hmm. then gets to this other place right yeah yeah that's good so our
0: right, topics there are a couple of links oh, well you
1: bring up your topics now one hour and 24 minutes into the show So
0: <laughs> i don't know actually I, i'm not gonna I'm, <laughs> gonna I'm going to well i'm just gonna i'm just going to um list a couple one people can the um scientists discover what's killing the bees and it's worse than you thought. You've, you've been something, this is a topic you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. So basically this is in, um, Q at QZ.com.
1: I think I thought that it was the last I heard to see if it's, it's anything different. The last I heard was, it was basically a Molotov cocktail of pesticides that was interacting in a way that we just couldn't really imagine.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's not any one pesticide, but there's a variety of antifungal and different types of, uh, pesticides that may be interacting in a way that that reduces the immune system of the bees to fight off these types of parasites, neonicotinoids or something, yeah. and so yeah, but it's really really bad because we're we're really down to a small number of bees, and if you don't have all these bees,
1: then a lot of our food won't be able to be pollinated, and we won't be able to grow. So, but now that we know what the issue is, can't we like come up with some kind of vaccine for bees that that like help them out with this issue
0: probably what you want to do is no i will who knows that's probably more complicated probably what they're going to have to do is um ban the use of some of these pesticides right? i hope so but the problem with that is the companies behind these pesticides the giant monsanto agro whatever conglomerates like monsanto and yeah. the other ones like it well what are they going to do Oh, well, it's not our fault. No. It's not ours. We're gonna. They're not. It's that whole game theory tragedy of the commons. They they are not gonna want to forego billions of dollars in revenue because it's because some because some complex interaction that may or may not be the result of some of their pesticides. Right. Yeah, but but and so they're gonna lobby Congress and 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 write lots of papers to try and convince people that their that their pesticides are not the cause of it are not part of it. And it'd be one of those things that by the time that they do figure it out and say, Oh, actually it turns out it was not Sano's fault. It could be too late. I mean, like we could be really dire straits. So that's the challenge you're up against. You're up, you're up against big, big um, companies with almost unlimited supply of uh, lobbying Mm. um, dollars. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Especially since it's kind of complicated. It's not like there's just one pesticide you got to ban. Mm. You know, the fact that it could be a combination of like 20 pesticides or something. Mm. And without even
1: clarity on, on yeah. what Yeah, I is. mean,
0: especially if you can't necessarily prove it. You're like, yeah. you know, if you can't prove, if the scientists can't prove it, all I could say is, look, we think this is the case, but maybe it's the kind of thing that might actually take five or ten years of scientific study to really pull it apart and understand it. Well, the the you know, the, the companies are just, it's easy for them to shoot down and say, well...
1: <laughs> well, here's the thought. How about um, we create little micro robots, our own bees, our own hives, and we basically use them to do the pollination.
0: Yeah. I think they'll be ready by next year. You're <laughs> talking maybe 50 years down the road. No,
1: actually yeah. there's a, there was one thing I wanted to mention just about the Soylent thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Soylent about how it's like this new concept to, to create like this one food that you can eat. For the rest of your life, and it's just like this one food, and it's got all the nutrients, right? right. I was thinking that is actually totally proven model um because if you think about it, cat food, cats just eat cat. Food. It's just basically you buy this exact same dry cat food, you feed it every day. It's a hundred percent of what they eat, and they live for twenty years.
0: Yeah, but that, that may be true. But of course, we're not cats;
1: we're a little more complicated. Okay, but yeah. I'm just saying
0: that yeah i mean i'm i i do not know i mean I, I i don't logically it doesn't seem like it it, it wouldn't work it seems like it could work
1: there's know? my cat look he eats the same food every day yeah he looks pretty happy doesn't
0: wow, he My our cats do eat the same stuff every day so yeah. i don't know um the uh let's see oh there was a there was a Joel spolsky um an article about um they're, oh god! It was like a, its a basically like a stack exchange, like Stack Overflow site for knocking down patents, bad patents. Did oh, you wow. read that one? No, they, I didn't know how he knocked out a patent in ten minutes. You know, because there's all these, because there's all these just stupid, overly broad, ridiculous. But like, patents. what does it mean?
1: How he knocked out a patent? So when? if he legally got a patent reversed.
0: Well, no. When, when 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 patents are, are when patent applications are made are submitted, then um, what's happening now is that. Um, I th- I'm not sure who's submitting them. If it's the U.S. Patent Office or other people are are finding them and putting them up on this uh, the, his site. I can't remember what it is. I'll put
1: a link to it. It's like so they so before the patents granted.
0: Yes, and then if you can submit prior art, then it gets declined.
1: Oh wow, that's and very so it's cool.
0: kind of like gay and, and I and I think they're kind of applying like a game theory thing. Like, hey, you know, I've got X thousand points for knocking down. I've knocked down. That's cool. Twenty five patents or something because it's kind of like weed eating. You know, we got to get rid of all these things as many as possible. The problem. Yeah. You know, which would be great to kill any new patents, from any stupid new patents from being um, uh, granted. But I, I what would be great is if we could do that with patents that have already um, been uh, yeah. uh, 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 granted. Because there's oh, this- thousands and thousands of terrible, that, that all these, these patent trolls are just using to just squeeze all these startups and technology companies. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know the thing I, I, I looked at? There was a... Um, I was, you know, when I was getting back in Titanium, when I was initially frustrated with the drag and drop stuff, I started looking at um, this other thing called, uh, I think it's Xamarin. It's mm-hmm. X-A-M-A-R-I-N. It's the, it's the guy who um, created Mono. The Mono project was a C-Sharp that could run on, uh, you know, the c net and stuff. Right, What's Allowing it, do? it to run on Linux. Well, it's it allows you to write cross-platform um, uh, mobile apps in C-Sharp. Mm. And it's be really good. Yeah. So, and it's actually, I think they have like a free version, but they also have like a indie developer and enterprise developer. Did you licenses. play with it? Oh, I looked at it. I play with it. You know, but then when I ended up solving the Titanium problem, I was like, oh, this is you already I already know this, yeah. Yeah, but I but but it, if you're a C Sharp developer and you want to write mobile apps, it seems like this is the way to go. Hmm. You know, I mean, I've written a lot of C Sharp, but you know, it's it's easier for me to uh, just keep working with Titanium because I know JavaScript. And if it does what I want it to do, then you know, yeah, that much less headache. That's so a, a Xamarin. Zamarin um, looks pretty cool. Okay, yeah. nice.
1: So I guess we're about out of time, aren't we? Yeah, well, uh, anything, any other quick little links? Mm. See if I've got anything here. Uh, I saw this one, New Theory Uncovers Cancer's Deep Evolutionary Roots, which I thought was interesting because it was, what was it, a couple of astrophysicists or something? who basically, like, totally not medical, like clash of domains, Mm -hmm. and came up with a theory that um, cancer, as it progresses, is moving back to, the like, the, you know, I guess the primordial soup of life. Right, a
0: primordial version of itself.
1: which I thought was an interesting concept. And basically they were saying that if you approach, you know, we may be able to deal with it if we we approach it from that kind of a a viewpoint.
0: And they have come with some evidence that that might be the case? Um, Or is it just a hypothesis?
1: They had... You know what? I can't see the, the, the articles too dense here, but um, we'll put it in the show notes and all right, well, anyone okay. who's interested can have a look.
0: Well, I need to get out of here, actually. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's the reason roll. why you Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to get it going. Fair enough. Where are you off to? Oh, uh, gym, is it? I got to get the kids and we're going to go to the gym because then I get it back and take Colby to his basketball game and okay. all this kind of stuff. So. All right. So I guess uh, that's the show. We good? Do you got anything really important? It's been
1: an absolutely phenomenally fantastic show and I'm super happy right now. <laughs>
0: all right well good (laughs) on that note that's a wrap we're out